This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. I have to say what I feel. Miami has so much appeal. A great place to get a seafood meal. Miami. Miami, Miami, you got style. Picture it, Los Angeles, 2016. Welcome to Out on the Lanai, the only Golden Girls podcast you will ever need to listen to. I'm H. Allen Scott. And I'm Carrie Doherty. And this is a podcast where we watch an episode of the Golden Girls, and then we talk about it. And we just watched season four, episode 18, Fiddler on the Ropes, which aired on March 4th, 1989, and is the episode where the girls buy a man. Yes. A boxer. Buy a man. They buy, they purchase I, a I, human. I have a feeling, I don't know, I mean, I guess the 80s weren't necessarily the most PC time in the world, but I, uh, I, I, I wonder if there was a meeting during the writers, like in the writers room being like, do you think it's appropriate for Sophia to buy a Hispanic man? <laughs> like to, to quite literally buy a human being. Yeah. I mean, maybe there was. A little bit later when they were like, let's maybe make up for this episode by having Dorothy try to save Mario Lopez from being deported. Well, that was many years ago in the show world. Yeah. Wait, we haven't done that episode yet, have we? Yeah, we have. Oh, we did already? Yeah. Oh, well then, yeah, screw them. That's dumb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is also three episodes in a row, basically, I think in a row. Where they've had like one very questionable joke that wouldn't fly. Oh, many jokes on this episode, but questionable jokes that probably wouldn't fly on modern television. Yeah, I feel like the past few episodes, there have been moments where you and I have looked each other, at each other and been like, Ooh. This, the, this whole, the whole premise of this episode wouldn't have flown on modern TV. I have so many logistical questions about how oh, I'm sure purchasing you do. boxers I'm works. Sh- well, I don't think you necessarily purchase boxers. You sponsor boxers right but what i don't understand is how if you put up the money to sponsor a boxer mm-hmm. do you get all that money back just because the oh, boxer and, and, fights and uh well i don't know about that that's what i didn't get i'm but like if they win you get some sure but if they lose they shouldn't get anything right Maybe. Or, like, half of their money? I, Isn't I just, there, like, just a fighting fee or something that you get? Like, you know, like... Uh, I guess. Like, I don't know. You just get, like, money for showing up? Yeah, I don't know. Because, I, I don't mean, know how boxing Probably in works. some way, like, if you're putting yourself out there like that, you know what I mean? Like, like, people who lose a baseball game, they still get paid. Like, they're getting paid for that game. It's not like they're winning money for that game. Sure. And I understand that boxing has a financial element to it that's a betting element, but... They're an athlete, and they have to be supported and paid, so sponsors probably pay their salary. I don't know. Yeah, how. I, don't I, know. I don't know. Are any boxers out there, if you know If you're how a boxer listening to this podcast, I want to fly you to Los Angeles to be on this podcast, because that would be weird. Yeah, I also have questions about how Juilliard legitimate, auditions work. Legitimate bo- <laughs> boxers, not just like, you know, the ones doing like Zumba or whatever on the weekends. Like, no, I mean, like, you have to have to... Oh, so I shouldn't ask prize. anybody in the cardio kickboxing class I go to every definitely, once in a while? Definitely, definitely not. Um... 
I let's I mean we'll let's get into the deets of this one. Yeah. The thing about this episode, it was weird because we were excited for it and then we watched it and we were like, oh, it was actually kind of boring. Well, what's interesting, it is kind of boring. Yeah. There's no B story. There's no, there's no, story. no, like, there no hijinks. I mean, there are cute there little Sophia moments. A lot of monologues. <laughs> there's a cute little Sophia moments, but like uh, weird, awkward Sophia moments. And there is uh, there are a couple of moments that are really funny in this episode, but for the most part, it's uh yeah, it's weird. It's it's not it's not the best episode, but it is the first episode of Enrique Mas. Yes, of um, we should. Yeah, his real name is Chick Venera. Chick Venera. Um, born in 1947 <laughs> in New York, Ooh. and he uh, he's got a he has an IMDb page. I I don't yet. <laughs> oh, okay. Wait, he played. Some, he did some voices in Animaniacs. He played Joe oh. Pesci on Animaniacs. Oh, well, Pesto. that's something. Uh, he did some Pinky in the Brain. Okay, so he's done a lot of VO work. Um, but yeah, he's introduced as Pepe, and then he's brought back for two more episodes as Enrique Mas. Enrique Mas, Rose's boss. Um, so, but this episode opens again. I I never remember that Blanche works at a museum until. Like we never hear about the women's jobs unless it's like, you know, it's it's integral to not even the plot, I guess. I don't know. It's just the way into this episode was so interesting. It was like Blanche had such a hard time at the museum today yeah. and wants to retire. And oh, like I was thinking about it, like when she said retire and they all were talking about retiring. And so and Dorothy was like, we all have a bad day at work. Blanche doesn't mean we go and retire. And. I looked up while the the when this episode aired, um, Dor- B. Arthur was sixty seven. Mm. Like right and how at how old was Dorothy? Right to be? at well, Dorothy was much younger, but yeah. um, right at retirement age. Right. So like, it's kind of funny that yeah. she's all like, "We don't have a bad day and go and retire," but I guess she's working. I mean, she's not retiring either. She's. I guess is she? We don't know. We never really know what Dorothy's doing because <laughs> Dorothy? as a substitute teacher, that's not a full time gig. You know. Yeah, I, mean? I don't know how. So, I mean, Dorothy must live off a, a mix of. Alimony, yeah. Um, the substitute teaching, maybe some investments or something. I don't know. I feel like she's bad with money. Yeah, I think she's pretty <laughs> bad with money too, actually. Yeah, I don't know. It's so weird to think of Dorothy as bad with money because, because she doesn't seem like the type. But but doesn't Dorothy also pay Sophia's rent? Yes. Right. So she's kind oh, of. Oh, and she's probably also cashing in on Sophia's social security as well. Yeah. Because that probably pays for a lot of Sophia. Do you think that's a lot though? Oh, I'm sure. I mean, if you have if you have uh, both both her husband's social mm-hmm. security and Sophia's in attention, in addition to like whatever pension that maybe Sal might have had, yeah, like she could be getting a not a considerable amount, but a livable amount. Okay, you know that's interesting. Yeah, life, and you know what's also life interesting about that same sex partners before 2014 didn't have that right ah. because when their partner died they didn't receive unless there was legal work that is very expensive an average someone in Dorothy's position let's say Dorothy was a was a lesbian <laughs> lesbian. lesbian and and let's lesbian. say let's say that Stan was a woman and and Let's say Stan died. I don't know if this is a rude scenario. But anyway. If, if Jean married Rose. <laughs> if Jean married Rose. Yeah, no. If, um, if, if, so when a same-sex partner passed away, oftentimes in the 80s, and this is something that I think a lot of people forget about, um, that, that, that person's Social Security, that person's pension, often either went back to the company or went back to the government uh. because their, their union was not legally recognized, which means then that there is an entire generation of senior citizens currently 
that their partners may have died prior to marriage, prior to anything. And senior LGBT senior citizens in this country are, fa- I mean, we're, it's a huge problem right now that we're facing wow. because of baby boomers. There's so many of them. And oftentimes retirement homes aren't very welcoming to LGBT people. Um, retirement homes don't know how to deal with same-sex couples, don't know how to deal with, same, with, with gay sort of attendees and have activities that revolve around them. And so there are like around the country, there's one here in Los Angeles and there's also one in New York, but there are so many great organizations and places that are dealing with LGBT senior citizens. Um, I would like to open a place like that. It's really fascinating. There's one in Hollywood. I volunteered at it before. Oh, yeah? It's great. It's like, and I also volunteered, I'm forgetting the organization's name. Oh, there's so, Sage. Sage in New York is a great New York organization, I think national organization that deals with LGBT seniors. But it's, it's, it's going to become a very, very big and interesting problem because, you know, post-marriage, we never, it's just not something we think about. Right. But it's a, it's, it's a huge group of people. Right. You know what I mean? There, there are so many people who survived AIDS, who survived all these things, who were able to see marriage happen in their lifetimes, that they were never able to be afforded the right to marry. Wow. And now we need to figure out a way to take care of them yeah, for the rest of their lives. Because they can't, they're not benefiting from their partner's Social Security or their partner's pension there plan. There should be some sort of like, like they should be able to get like grandfathered in where if that money did go back to Yeah, like the but that's also legally company. really hard to do because then you'd have a lot of probably fraudulent claims of people being like, yeah, I was in a relationship with so-and-so and like you can loosely prove it, but like, you know, it's a hard, yeah. it is a hard it's thing. Yeah, but just a little lesson for you guys to think about. Yeah, maybe if you were thinking about donating to our podcast this week, maybe instead oh, donate to one of those organizations. That's wonderful. Yeah, if you guys were thinking about donating, maybe go and donate to Sage this week. That's yeah. a wonderful. That's a wonderful idea. Or if idea. you live in New York, go um, go, volunteer, go volunteer or here there. in Los Angeles at the Hollywood LGBT. I forget what it's called, but I'll find out. We'll post about. We'll it. post it on Facebook. Yeah. Um. So. The women have put together $3,000. They're going in on a a certificate of deposit together. Yeah. Um, And uh, Sophia left with the money to go purchase the CD. And uh, Dorothy is like, wait, you let... Because I guess Rose was supposed to do it. It's interesting that they trust Rose to do do it over Sophia. I'm like, if you told Rose to go, I mean, what year are we in? 89? Yeah. Do CDs like compact discs exist yet? Yes, they do. Because I can see Rose coming back with a, a tower of compact discs. Compact, that she I, I only know that compact discs Abdul. exist because I don't think it was like a thing that a lot of people purchased, but uh, I. Compact discs exist because they were invented right around my birthday. Oh. Like when I was born. Oh. Yeah, 1982. I didn't know that. Yeah. When we were born. Um, You weren't born in July, and I was, so... Whoa, I didn't know you knew what month they came out. Yes, that's why it's such a big thing. Um, (laughs) So there's this great moment where, you know, Dorothy's kind of freaking out. Wait, wait, before we go into this, are you good with money? Yeah. I think I am, too. I'm I'm good with money. I I don't sort of police myself and maybe I should but you know how some people are very strict in so much as they know exactly how much money they've got coming in they know exactly how much their bills are and so they sort of give themselves an allowance for things every month um I I don't give myself an allowance I just kind of know yeah I just feel like over the years I've just kind of sensed how much money I can spend yeah um but I've been I'm pretty good about savings yeah same Um, I'm always sort of as a freelancer and always out of work. I'm <laughs> I'm pretty good in like forecasting the next few months. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but 
the reason why this podcast exists, the person who helped unite us has a great new podcast called Bad With Money, Gabby mm-hmm. Dunn, which you guys should check out. She, I don't believe is that bad with money, but maybe she is. I don't know. Um, but you guys should check out that podcast because Gabby is wonderful. Yeah, and she talks a lot about just, yeah, handling your finances. Yeah. And sort of what people, what people do in those And what situations. people know because there are so many things like, like, I, like a CD. Like I kind of know what a CD is, but not really. Yeah. No, you know? Or know. like people tell me I talked with, well, so another past guest of this podcast, Elliot Glazer, his father, awesome dude, is a um, like a financial planner, insurance person, like a financial fanalist, yes. friends joke, wrong <laughs> podcast, and we're plugging so many podcasts. Um, and I talked to him once about like future planning stuff, and I was definitely like, um, yeah, sure, life insurance, let's do it. I guess. Yeah, Stan. Oh, yeah. Don't get me started on like life insurance. I don't know what the fuck or to do. Or renters insurance. I had renters insurance I once renters for like insurance. a year. You uh, need renters insurance. It's very important. Sure. I mean, I'll ask Stan. If it's only a couple insurance. bucks a month. Uh, yeah, sure. I'm sure Stan has it. I'll ask You're him. Sure. <laughs> he invests. He's good. He's good with stuff like that. He owns property. He's such an adult. Yeah, but he like makes money. Doesn't he? Like, yeah, like, I mean, lo- like adult money. But he's money. also technically a freelancer. Actors are freelancers. Well, but that's a different kind of freelancer. Like, I'm, I'm begging to do a list about dicks, whereas he's like acting. You know what I mean? Like, sure, I guess there's a difference. I yeah, guess, but he's but probably good with money. I mean, he's he's great with money. Maybe we should listen to we should listen to more of Gabby's podcast to understand so. how to do money. Yeah, you guys should go check out the, check out her podcast. Bad I with think money. So. Gabby, all done. right. Back to the story. We're still in the first scene. So, um. Sophia, I'm just going to plow forward a little bit. Sophia ends up coming in and revealing that she spent money on a boxer, on a fighter. And they think it's a dog at first. Uh, yes. Um, but this, and again, this is where my questions start. She met him at a bus stop. Mm-hmm. He doesn't, to what we know at this point in the story, he doesn't really speak English. What do you she think happened him at home? that bus stop? That's what I'm wondering. That's what I'm wondering. Like... Sophia's got $3,000 and she runs into a man who doesn't speak English at a bus stop. She brings him home and they're both on the same page. I mean, I think I think on some level, Sophia is probably the type of person that would speak to anybody and uh, be able to have sort of like an instant connection with them. You know what I mean? She's that type of person that can connect with people in that way. Like, but in terms of pepe's communication skills that we see in this moment yes they're not says, great no they're not great the only words he seems to understand are boom boom yeah. and when he does he goes like gonzalez down or whatever he yells and then he just starts like but punching the air what we learn later is that he knows more than we think he does he speaks more right. english than we think he does so right in, but... he's probably going along being like oh you have three thousand dollars i need three thousand dollars for this investment I'm not going to say anything about that. Right, but what can he say? If all the only words he speaks in the kitchen are like Gonzalez, like he probably just like smiled and nodded at her and it went with it and she's all like, "Yeah, I'm getting I rich guess. on this one." Ooh, that just seems so weird. And also, when you like if they're sponsoring a boxer, you don't bring him home like you're bringing home a pet. I mean, like, doesn't he have doesn't he live somewhere? Doesn't he have an actual trainer? Why is he training with Sophia in the living room while she's wearing Oven mitts. And yeah. I know she jokes around and says she's the Don King of Sicily, but like, no, he would have a trainer. 
I don't know much about boxing, but I've seen all the Rocky movies and Creed, and I know boxers have trainers well, we that know. are not little old ladies. We don't know. I mean, this is like a middleweight or whatever, so we don't know how important of a fight this is. Welterweight. We don't know how important of a fight this is. Doesn't matter. He was so still it could a be sort of like Doesn't a. Matter. I know he, he would, would have, have a trainer. trainer, or maybe he trained himself. Rocky basically trained himself when the old dude went away. No, he's had he's had help. Um, but can, okay, so this is where um, this is where there was a questionable joke where mm, yes. uh, Sophia goes immigration, Pepe, immigration, and he, he goes ah, and he like runs out of the room. Yeah, I mean that's um, not necessary. I, I, well, it is a little offensive, but it's 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 also it's also something that I see you I can see happening on modern TV. You know, because I mean, there is a lot of there's a lot of talk about immigration right now, thanks to um, the future failed presidential nominee Donald Trump, and so yeah, so I, I mean, there's immigration's a thing, so also, I can see that happening. Right after this joke, Sophia says, "There's no return clause on fighters, except for maybe Robin Givens." Which yeah. again, I was like, no. Background, background. Robin Givens dated, dated Mike or Tyson. was married to Mike yeah. Tyson, and Mike Tyson physically abused her. Mm-hmm. And she famously, in the late 80s, decided to speak out a la Tina Turner about her abuse and say, What's love got to do? Also, I just want to put, like, when it comes to boxing, again, don't know much about boxing. When I was younger, I remember watching the Tyson Holyfield fight where he bit off his ear, and I was like, Oh, you, you watched seem that? To be- yeah, my dad was watching the fight. Your dad was watching the my fight? My dad was watching the fight. We were then, watching Sisters with Celia Ward. <laughs> sure, of course. Um, but then, like, last year, Stan and I were invited over to a friend's place, his friend's place, who had purchased the mayweather Pacquiao fight. You got weird friends. Which was, A, so boring to watch because nothing really happened. But then we started doing the math on how much money both of those fighters were making. And, and, and they're making more, like, per second, per minute than the biggest athlete in the world, like, yeah. than Tom Brady, than, you know, Beyonce. Yeah. Floyd May- Mayweather was making, guess how much money he was making per second in the fight? Four million. No. That would have been a lot, per second. I mean, don't they go down fast? No, no, no. This fight lasted, like, I don't know, 20 minutes, maybe 30 okay. minutes. Okay, $148,000. Per second? Yes. No, that's very close, though. Who's making $83,000 per second? I $83,000 per second. He just made three times that in the time. In I my entire sentence. career, I don't think I've made $83,000. Right. It's yeah. insane how much wow. money they make. That is crazy. It's crazy. That is 83000 a second. You know what a I second. wish? Like, they get sponsors for that shit. Like, where are the people? That, back in the day, there used to be people who would sponsor, like, who would, who would take artists on and help, like, help them survive while they do their work. Where are those people today? I could use that shit. I know. I just need, like, 2000 a month. Yeah. <laughs> That's all. You could, you're just like... Blue Mayweather, give me a second worth of work for you. Yeah, a second. A second. Not even, a, a fraction of a second. Yeah. It's crazy. Um. Anyway, anyway okay, so they the, make a lot of money. Yes, they make a lot of money. They're going to make a lot of money. Um. So Pepe's like kind of training with the women, training, quote unquote. Um, They're in the living room, So, or Dorothy's on the phone with the uh, boxing people, basically trying to see if they can give Pepe back and get their money back. They can't, so they're basically stuck with yeah, she's Pepe like, for the week. Yeah, she's like, turns out the contract's legit. Everything's on the up and up. And I'm like, wait, did Sophia sign a contract at the bus stop? Like, I mean, I guess so. How did this happen? Um, or maybe Sophia had one pulled over on her. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Um, but... Uh, so the women are basically like, okay, 
all all we have to do is is hang out with Pepe. Is, is, he fights, we get our money back. Yeah. But then they learn that if Pepe wins, the girls will get ten thousand dollars doubled. And when Dorothy finds out, she immediately oh, she gets jumps on board. Up and she's like. Hit me, Pepe. Go on, Rose. Ma, get the music. Yeah, and she starts, like, sparring, sort I of. Love She's, it. like, bouncing around, throwing punches. That is, I mean, I've said it before. I'll say it again. Anytime you get B. Arthur jumping up and down, yeah. like, it is Whenever, the most glorious thing to see. I'm such a, just to give you guys a little insight into my life, which you probably know, I'm, like, a big contrarian in a lot of situations. And so if, like, it involved me having to, like, box Pepe, or, like, for example, for my birthday... Um, Elliot, who I mentioned previously, and two other friends took me to the Ronald Reagan Library, which is strange based on how much, if you're active listeners, you know how much I hate Ronald Reagan. It was a hate visit. And uh, the photographer at Air Force One was like, put your, put your thumbs up, thumbs up for Air Force One. And I just like, both Elliot and all of them put their thumbs up. And I was like, I'm not doing that. And I just stood there. And so like, I feel like in that situation, I would have been like, I'm not boxing you. Go away, Pepe. Go he fight yourself. He knows how to fight. Wait, if you were Dorothy? I wouldn't have engaged in the way Dorothy did. I wouldn't have actively been like participated in the situation. I would have been just been like, great, good job. Keep fighting. I see, I see. You know? I see. Yeah. I'm yeah. a contrarian. It was playful. It was a playful thing. She has more energy in that scene than she's had this entire series. Um. So... <laughs> <laughs> So that night, um, Dorothy can't sleep. She's kind of, you know, nervous about all this. And it's, I mean, it's a whole scene where... It, well, but it is a really cute scene because yeah. we get to see Sophia and Dorothy in bed together. Yeah, which is always which sweet. Always sweet, always sweet. It's, it's It's a really sweet scene. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a, there's a picture at Cicely's story, which Sophia's stories are getting more and more outlandish in terms of like at the end of them, Dorothy goes, Ma, that didn't happen. And she's like, well, all right. And, you know what I mean? It's there like, is a funny bit when they're getting Sophia... More is talking about boarding the ship for the new world and Dorothy's like the new world and uh, you know Sophia's all like it was Baltimore but I'm the one telling the story here it's much better to say new world it's a cute scene for Sophia because she's like look I'm I'm sorry I made a mistake I'm sorry yeah I'm sorry um and then Rose comes in Rose and Blanche they rush in Pepe Pepe is gone. gone um that was my yelling like then the women end up in an Abandoned sort of, warehouse slash no, office building. It's, yeah, it looks like an abandoned apartment. They're just like some. It looks newspapers. like a bunch of hipster lofts, to yeah. be honest with you. And they they're frightened and they don't know. Oh no, we missed. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm totally gonna go off the scene and say one very good joke that we missed early on that we would be remiss not to say on this okay. podcast. Dorothy's setting up at the beginning of the show that 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 Stan was the one who always handled the finances and Rose says something like, I didn't know he was good with money. And Dorothy says he's, he wasn't all he knew. He had to take off his clothes to he count to get, 21. Yeah. He had to com- completely <laughs> naked. Cause yeah. that's all his toes and fingers and his dick. dick. Yeah. 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 That was a funny joke. That was funny. Okay. Um, back to the warehouse. So the girls are going through this sort of empty apartment and they see Pepe playing violin <laughs> with a man on the piano. Mm. Which I guess is sort of like where he practices, and all of a sudden his English is beautiful music. Great, beautiful music. Oh, it's it's gorgeous. The music that he's playing, and he's like, "All right, look, ladies, I guess I've got some explaining to do." Um, And he basically says that in a couple days he has an audition at Juilliard, and you know he's only fighting to like pay for the entry fee or something. Um, 
and there is sort of a there is a nice moment where the women are like wait a second you lied to us and he was like well you were you know you bought into it and also you were also kind of using me like i just sort of bought a human yeah he's like i just conformed to you know i like how you know a a, a cuban who can't speak english and just wants to fight and like that was this kind of an interesting moment i like how this episode did shift towards the end of the beginning it was very sort of like almost culturally insensitive at the top of this episode and then now it's shifting into this like Oh, actually, this is like a respecting someone for who they are episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it yeah. was. Um, so, but then he... then he The sort teacher's of, all like, you can't fight your hands. You have to protect your hands. Yeah. And uh, to me, that's a little bullshit because, like, of all the things that a fighter needs to protect, I get the hands are very important into punching. But, like, do fighters often break their hands? Well, that's what I was wondering. They because, have things on. Yeah, they wrap they wrap their hands yeah. and then they have gloves on. So I feel like, no, you don't worry about your hands so much, I think. I yeah. mean, I feel like it's, yeah, it's your head that you have to get, you have to worry about. And, you know, your organs, if they're punching your back, like, they're, I feel like yeah. they punch your kidneys and yes, stuff. Yes, definitely. But mostly I feel like your head. Yeah, you, you want to make sure your head's okay, not your fucking hands. Yeah, but I mean, he plays the violin though. He needs his hands. He needs his hands. We all need Um, our hands. That would be a Blanche line. That would be what my. We all need our hands. We all need our hands because of other things. Um. Well, there is a great Blanche hands line coming up, but um, when when Pepe's sort of you know confronting Dorothy about like you know I just conformed internal racism. Um. He gets into this monologue where he says, like, you know, hath a, hath a Cuban no feelings. This is a very mm. long monologue. And yes. then he finishes it and says he also considered joining the actor's studio. Whoa. Um, and there's kind of a funny joke where Sophia shits on Chevy Chase. Oh, what does she say? Um, she says, like, why do, why do, uh, why do um, fighters always decide they want to be actors? And I assume she was thinking Sylvester Stallone, but like Sylvester yeah. Stallone was always an actor first. He wasn't actually an athlete. He was actually in softcore porn as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. But he wrote Rocky as a role for himself. Um, but she goes, for once I want to see an actor that wants to become a fighter. Like, I'd like to see like Chevy Chase get his shit kicked in. I'm That's funny. I, I, I wouldn't mind that either. I, I think... There's there is an asshole quality to Chevy Chase. Like Chevy Chase outside the eighties, kind of a dick. Also, we're recording this the day that um Trump has just said that he will fight Robert De Niro if he comes down to the Trump Tower. Really? Yes. Trump said that? Yes. Oh my god. He also said he was a clown and a bad actor. I was like, what are You're you? You're calling saying? Robert De Niro yeah. one of if if we had to go out on the street and take a poll of best actors, <laughs> name five of your be, the best act living actors ever. Yeah, De Niro, Pacino, they would be in that list. Yeah. Oh fuck, Donald but, Trump. I'm sorry. I you know I was thinking about this today. Donald Trump. So a, vid- a video came out. We're recording this on Saturday the eighth. Uh, October 8th, and which it'll come out this Tuesday, so in a few days. So he'll say like 11 more awful things so, between now and then. Well, yeah, because the debate is tomorrow, yeah. the 9th, and I'll be in a fucking plane. A terror- uh. Oh, I'm so angry. But um, <laughs> we had to say, so like, of course, you all know that he had that video come out where he said, grab him, 
grab grab the pussy. Oh, that you could just yeah grab women's pussies. If you're a powerful man, it doesn't matter. You can just grab women's pussies. And like I was thinking, like you know, locker room talk. I I see this (laughs) meme. If anyone wants to create it, you can totally. It's all yours. But like I want to see a thing where there's like four different pictures, and so it was like Thomas Jefferson, Abraham Lincoln, like FDR, like and say those great quotes, like nothing to fear but fear. Did that? He already did it. It was like yes, it was like um, it was it was too you know, amazing presidential quotes. And then no. the third one was grab him by the pussy. It was like, ask not what you can do for your country, but yeah. or what your country can do for you, what you can do for your country, grab him by the pussy. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Blah. Um, oh. we can't, we could, we could go on for hours, but anyway, I would, I would just love to see, I would just love to see Robert De Niro show up to Trump Towers and be like, I'm here. And do then we, just like knock his lights out. Do we even need to say that we're not endorsing Trump for president? I don't think I think it's do. implied. No, yeah. it's yeah. I if you're a Golden Girls sure. fan and you're voting for Trump, we should probably have a conversation. Yeah, we should have a conversation. I'm dying to know what. Yeah, leave a comment if you are. Um, yeah, we might cause some ruckus today. Yeah. That no, that's great. Um, so uh, that night, um, the women are all sort They're of sitting around, and now eating their cheesecake. And Sophia comes in like, no, no, no. We talked about it. We don't have a problem yeah. with this. Go to bed. It's it's interesting because like now it's like oh boy they you know yeah. as Dorothy says we could be holding the man's fate in our hands mm-hmm. and Blanche without skipping a beat goes. I once held a man's fate in my hands. <laughs> Which I think is my favorite oh, line of the episode. It's, I mean, the only, it, you know, the joke, it wouldn't work with any other actress because... It wouldn't work with any other character. Yeah, like, like Blanche just says it in such a way that you know, <laughs> you just know the inference is towards a dick. And it's oh. just so perfect. And it's when Blanche, it's, I love the low. I yes. love, anytime she drops she her voice low, low yeah. I once held a man's fate in my hands. But she doesn't hands. even, she also physically gets low. Like, there's a, there's a thing that she does when she says lines like that where she kind of hunches over and it accentuates her bosoms, like her chest, her, her cleavage. Her decolette. And her what? Her decolette. Okay. That's that, the. That's the. I feel. I feel like the first time we had Elliot on the podcast, we talked about the decolette. Um, it's the. It's like. It's the. It's sort of the clavicle area in in the chest where where you have cleavage. Oh. It's your decolette. Anyway, she does. She she not accentuates to be with decoupage. Definitely not. But that's a rosy thing. Again, back to Trump. Um. No. She she does this like thing where she like hunches up her shoulders it accentuates her cleavage and she sort of like moves her head down and she does this sort of cock to the side and it's this like I can't. it's almost like she's like daring you to like look at this square area of her face slash chest and like be turned on it's mm, it's kind of perfect great it's pretty yeah. great um so blanche tells a whole story that ends with her saying he was so crushed by my rejection that he gave up football and turned gay. <laughs> yeah, they had a joke after this that, I mean, Dorothy rightfully was like, Blanche, you don't turn gay. You either are gay or you aren't, which is like 100% true. She says, and if he had been gay before, he would have had better taste in jewelry. I don't mind the joke, but there's also like, <sighs> you know, like I wear one piece of jewelry and it's a Star of David. And unless for years I had my taint pierced, but I was just too afraid to take out the piercing. So what were you that afraid was, of? Well, I couldn't see it. It was between my legs. Right. So, like, I couldn't. And then when I had to go in for my cancer surgery, they had to take it out, and my, my, I needed help taking it out. Someone took it out for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. A friend. Not, not That's like. That's nice. Yeah. You need, you need the help yeah. from friends. Yeah, of course. Always. <laughs> but you gotta have friends. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, to help you with the tank piercing. Let's see. So then what happened? Oh, so then in this conversation, Blanche gets the idea that Pepe should throw the just fight. Just knock him out. Like, yeah. he just needs to be knocked out. They get yep. the money. Everyone's good. Yep. 
again, I was like, are they going to get all their money back? I guess so. Um, so now it's fight night yes. and I have so many fun production notes about the production design. First, the sign, it says like circle arena and then it says fights tonight, but with no apostrophe, which would, you know, <laughs> indicate fight is tonight. Yes. But it just says fights tonight. But it doesn't also, it doesn't say the name of the boxer. It like, just says fights tonight. It just says fights tonight. And I'm like, yeah. there's an apostrophe missing. That doesn't make, yeah. Um, the boxing ring. Let's talk about the boxing ring. The boxing ring almost looks like a dream boxing ring. Like It's because there's so much smoke and fog. There's so much smoke and fog that like, it looks like a dream sequence. Like this whole episode yes. didn't actually happen. Yes. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's very like hazy. Yeah. We only see but the corner really of the boxing ring. But it is really cute ring. to see Sophia sort of there with the sippy cup and like the whole, yeah. you know what I mean? Like you can do it. I was also wondering where's his trainer, A. Um, his trainer sold him. You know his trainer did. Well, we do see his trainer once he runs into the ring, yes. I assume, because he's just an older man with a towel on his yeah. shoulder. But I love that, like, we can't, you can't, you see the women standing next to the ring. There's not a, I mean, you hear the sounds of a of an uproarious audience. There's mm -hmm. not a one extra. Yeah. There's not one extra. Yeah. That's what makes it feel like a dream sequence. I'm like, guys, lower the lights. You got two shots where you're seeing two angles of that boxing ring. Fucking <laughs> hire 30 people, 15 on each side. Yeah. To, come on. Give like, them 50 bucks. Come on. Yeah. You know, let's, let's people, figure out where we're going to put our People would be an money. extra on an episode of Golden Girls for free. I would. Right. But I, I think when you're a, a union show. Yeah, you, you have, have to, to. You do have to pay. Legal. But I also wondered, so the, the match starts also all all the women are stand still standing there when the match starts yeah. like someone would have been like ladies take your seats <laughs> of course there weren't any and pepe just oh and they also tell pepe they want him to throw the fight and he's like that's immoral but then i don't know did pepe decide to throw the fight because he just gets up and i he's think he's just a bad fighter which is clearly why he was sold i think he just gets knocked out really quickly yeah. Yeah. He's like, he he's just bad. Gets he's a, up and he gets knocked out. Which I think says everything. Like, he's a bad fighter and he, um, he gets, he can't fight. I get knocked down. He gets, <laughs> but then I get but up I again. But I get up again. You're never going to knock me down. I get knocked down. But in this case, Pepe did not get back up. What um, would Tub Thumper say about Donald Trump? Well, no. Well, Tub Thumping. Was, is that what they're called? Well, no. The band was called Chumbawamba. Chumbawamba. The song is called Tub Thumping. None of it matters. Yes, it does. <laughs> Culturally. No. Um, did I tell you what I'm going to be for Halloween? No, what? I'm going to be Corey from Empire Records. Oh, that's great. You know, every, I always want to be something for Halloween. But that's then Liv Tyler for those who are like, which one was Corey? Yeah. I, I always want to be something for Halloween, but then I everything I want to be, no one would ever get. So, like, I just wind up being nothing. Wow. That feels like so, like an existential, like, It's hard because, frame like, of mind. like, okay, so, like, for example, like. Everything I want to be, no one gets, so I'm just nothing. Yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> like, I would love to be Supreme Court Justice Elena Kagan, but no one would get that. She's my everything. Um, Do it. Who cares if no one gets it? You just I care. The whole point of a joke is people relating and understanding. But is it a joke or do you just want Halloween to embody is, someone? in general is a joke. No. Yes. I'm, I'm not doing it as I'm not, my costume. The other, the other person joke. I want to be is uh, Angela Merkel, the chancellor of Germany. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't know who that was. See, exactly. How do you not know who Angela Merkel is? She's basically the Clinton of the world. I would have, in my mind, I would have gone to Family Matters and I would have been like, oh, Myrtle Urkel, which was wow. Steve Urkel's aunt. No. Which either was played by him in drag or like Diana Ross. Talking of Halloween, though, I have to say, I am, this is totally unrelated, but sort of, I am so excited about Medea's Halloween. Oh, yes. <laughs> October yes. 21st. If any of you are Medea fans out there, and I know some of you are because the largest block of people who watch the Golden Girls I've learned from TV land is African-American women. Not, I'm not, you know, judging or anything, but I am with you on the Medea love. If you do love Medea and you need to reach out to me personally and say, yes, I'm with you with Medea and we will all go together on October 21st. And watch this movie because I'm so excited. That's exciting. (laughs) So we go to Pepe's Juilliard audition. Oh my god! Okay. So he has a he has brain damage. Right, (laughs) but we don't know this yet. Yeah. But I did like because I completely forgot this reveal. He shows up and they hand him a violin. He goes, "Do I play the violin?" I was like, "Oh shit!" But you his, did not go, oh, shit. His Juilliard audition is at the same place he practices same violin. scary warehouse. It's in, like, there are newspapers on the floor. They've just set up, like, a fold-out table. Like, they're at, you Makes know, no the sense. town's bazaar, and they're going to be selling crafts. Makes no And there no are three sense. people behind him. I'm like, what? He would go to Juilliard for his audition. Yeah. Right? Crazy. If, it, if any of you have auditioned for Juilliard, will you just please in the comment section on our Facebook page or on Twitter just tell us what a Juilliard audition is like? Yeah. Or can you can you, we can infer from? Can you suddenly switch what your what program you're auditioning for? Like, do the same people that admit you to the music program admit you? to, I like, think I liken it to Billy Elliot in a way. Like, what if Billy Elliot went into that regal audition room in the film? which is an amazing film, and I think we all should rewatch it together. Jamie um, Bell. Oh, uh, I used to see him all the time in New York on the streets. Oh, you did? All the time. I saw um, the original Broadway cast of Newsies recently mm-hmm. with Dave Quinn, who was a, yes. a guest recently on the podcast, yes. and I noticed that like 90% of the Newsies up on stage, and it was a big production. They had like 40 yeah. Newsies, which I guess is, the, or like 80, something crazy. No, 40, that sounds about right. Almost all the Newsies either looked like Jamie Bell or Ben Foster. Yeah, yeah. I noticed. That musical Billy Elliot is also really good if you guys ever get to see it, but it's even still on Broadway. Um, but uh, I believe it's probably like that where there's like three, you know, stodgy judges in the corner. They probably can't switch m- mediums though. They- right, because he's like, I'm here to, I'm like, I, I want to get into your school based on my skills playing the violin. But today I'm going to read a monologue. And instead, it, which in this part was amazing, too. I mean, it was sweet that the women tried to help him. But, you know, he has brain damage. He can't remember that Wait, he plays the and violin. And so Dorothy's like, she, he gets recognized. He gets dis- discarded. He's like, oh, well, you can't audition then if you don't know. They're going to move on. Right. And then Dorothy's like, they're not going to let you audition. Because you're Cuban, and then which, Pepe goes, which I'm sorry, like coming from a white lady, yeah. <laughs> that is a weird thing. And also, no, that's not why. It's because he wasn't he prepared. Can't fucking do the violin, do the thing. But then he, Pepe goes, what? And then all three women go, because you're Cuban. Cuban. Here's the thing: Pepe has brain damage to the point where he doesn't recall that he plays the violin. Yeah. But he remembers every goddamn line of that monologue. (laughs) 
Hath not a Cuban ear. <laughs> Hath not so a Cuban heart. He does his monologue again. Yes. The whole thing again. Everyone falls asleep. And gets a standing ovation. Yeah. And the women go, the woman, because again, there's only one speaking role. The other two men are extras. The woman stands up and they're all clapping and she goes, brilliant, absolutely brilliant. That was the finest acting audition we've seen all week. Congratulations. And he's in. That's amazing. And he's in. I love it though. And so, wait, so are they out the money? Well, he fought. So they apparently, they get it all. They get their money back, but they don't make any more. Okay. But then what's the end line? Like, like. What was Dorothy's line about they're out something? I don't know. And and Sophia was like, oh, no, but I can fake it. Like, she, Dorothy was like, you can't see the positive in anything. And then Sophia was like, no, but I can fake it. And she oh, was like, congratulations. I, I wasn't paying attention. Maybe it, yeah, was, I that, out too. Maybe it was that Sophia was uh, bummed that they didn't make any money off of it. Yeah, true. I mean, the thing is, the women are right back where they started. Yeah. Because for a while, they were like, oh, shit, he might not even be able to fight at all, which means we lose all of our money. Yeah. The fact that he did fight, you know. They get some they money. They get it back. They're, they're literally right back where they started at the beginning yeah. of the episode. Yeah. Right back where we started from. That's the song. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I still can't believe you didn't know what was the song. Sub Thumper. Um, oh, no, You Are My Lady. <laughs> There, there, a few people commented. They were like, how do you not know? You are my lady. How do you not I know don't, that? I still don't know it. I still have no clue what song you're talking I'm gonna about. I'm going to make a ringtone, and it's going to be the one that when I call you, it's going to say, you are my lady. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to work because <laughs> I won't hear it because um, I'm calling you. Yeah. Um. Oh, God. And that was the episode. Yeah, it was okay. It was okay. It wasn't the best. But, I mean, you know, whatever. They they can't win them all. It was the fourth season. They got to take a break one night. Yeah, it was fine. It was yeah. a, it was a It wasn't bad. Episode. What do you guys think? Do you think it was good? Do you think it was bad? I mean, you know, my golden takeaway from this episode is don't buy people. Like, that's just yeah. like a fundamental rule in life. Like, don't buy people. Yeah. I, I I feel so strongly about it. I have to echo it. Don't yeah. buy people. Don't buy people. Don't Guys, buy people. The Out on the Lanai officially takes the stance against buying, buying people, people. <laughs> like human beings. Like we cannot buy human beings for our own personal. Financial gain. Financial gain. Yes, Ugh. we can't do it. Yeah. Uh, I love that. We, we agreed yeah, on our golden takeaway. That's the first time takeaway. we've ever agreed, I think, on a golden takeaway. Um, uh, if you guys are following along with the podcast, the next episode wait, will be. No, it's a not. Because the next episode we will be doing is a special episode with my family. You're looking at me like, what are you talking about? Well, no, I know what you're going to say, but I, but this is still chronologically, this is the next episode we're watching. But it's not going to be the next episode that's airing. Oh, that's true. Okay, well, tell then them tell them. about em. the special episode. Okay, guys, the next episode of the podcast is going, I'm going to St. Louis um, for some family stuff. And, uh, and so I figured it would be fun since I talk about my family a lot and my mother specifically that I'm going to interview some members of my family, especially my mother and my brother who I used to watch the golden girls with often. Um, so it'll be a fun episode. Yeah. I'm excited to weirdness. And also, um, fans of the episode, if you're in St. Louis, let me know. But, uh, also, um, two big fans, um, Philip Campbell and, and, um, Brandon are going to be from skin and bone magazine. They're like, you know, yeah, uh, they're gonna be in St. Louis as well. So maybe, Fun. maybe I can interview them. Real that quick would be too. amazing. So, yeah, it's gonna be a great, 
Great episode, this next one. Fun little special episode. Yes, Golden Girls one. on the Road theme. Yes. Yes. Um, and then following that, the next episode of the show that we will be covering is Till Death Do We Volley. Oh. Which I love that episode. Love a good fake in a death story. Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever wish you could fake your death? No. I do. Often. Yeah. Sometimes I'm just like, I want to get away and like have no one know where I'm at or what I'm doing or who I am or or anything like have no responsibility whatsoever and I don't feel like I ever have that and I feel like if I faked my death I would but that's kind of selfish completely yeah but you know what it's my life it's my truth and I can live it it's gonna be a great tagline for your book someday (laughs) guys this Uh, has been out on the lanai so much fun so much fun we were this episode not so much um if you guys want to have more golden girls fun you can go to out on the uh lots of fun things there you can also donate to us um actually no fuck that this week do not donate to us you need to go and you need to donate to um if you want to we're not pressuring you volunteer your time follow them on twitter give them some love go to you know a, a local senior citizen organization that supports lgbt people um sage is a great national organization but there's also other organizations out there we'll post some stuff on our social media and uh yeah that's kind of a nice thing to do for this episode go yeah. and go and do that and investigate some of that because that they need your help so fuck donating to us we don't need that this week correct yes um but if you want to follow us on social media we're on facebook mm-hmm. golden girls podcast, podcast. <laughs> and we're on twitter at golden girls pod yeah um and if you guys love the podcast tell your friends tell your family and go to itunes and rate and review us we that really could love that and we're in the process of getting on um other platforms too i just did a lot of that this morning like google play and stuff so Great. if you have android friends let them know Great. Um, and I am uh, Squid Eat Squid on Twitter and Squidzy on Instagram. And I am H. Allen Scott on everything. And since I'm traveling this week, it might be fun to follow the Snapch stories because you'll see a lot of weird things from the Midwest and Ooh, my other areas. That'll I be go fun. To. Yeah. Still uh, download a Snapchat, still haven't signed up or Get used the it. fucking up picture, Carrie. Come on. It's 2016. Yeah, Join. Yeah. Did you see today? I did a, f- a fun little dog one where my face was a pug and I was singing Drake's I don't know how to talk to you. I didn't see it because I'm I'll not I'll show on you afterwards. Okay, great. You're going to love it. Um, guys, thank you so much for listening to the podcast, for your continued support, and just comments and messages all over we our love Facebook them. and Twitter page. We love them. Keep them coming. And as always... Stay golden. Stay golden. I'm a wild, I am you.